0: What will Jesus say about the climate change? I was with my wife in the city and there was a, a, a group of people, they were looking for signs. So she, she showed me the picture of an iceberg. Maybe you've ever seen this, the iceberg. And, and you see that the ice and say, we have to do something. Our world getting warmer and warmer and we are in the end and we need everyone who has a voice and we have to do something. So and the next uh, week I read in the newspaper like the, the last generation, um, they stick themselves on the road and they really do believe if we're not doing something, we will be the last generation. And there's also the movement of the Friday for Future. A lot of people at the moment, they're standing up and say, now we have to do something because the creation of God is really in danger. And when you think a little bit about Hollywood the last 20 to 30 years, if you watch movies a lot, you will see all the moves at the moment from Hollywood. It always ends like the world comes to an end. There's always maybe some people are able to survive and some people that can save the world. It ends everything in a catastrophe. And I think what it does is for a young generation especially, when you speak with young people, they will say, that's the reason why I do not get married anymore and I will not have babies anymore because we have already too many people. That world is too crowded. And what happens actually, it's very depressive uh, mindset, actually. And a lot of people think, we have to do something, there are too many people, we eat too much, and all the air and all the pollution, all those things. In one thing, everyone is agree. The people, the scientists, people, that's in one thing agree to say, yes, there is a climate change. Everyone will say, even if some people say, yeah, it's not so tragic, everyone will say, yes, the climate is changing. But the question is, is the change something that even human beings and animals, we're able to cope, we're able to find a way to win? Because when you think about evolution theory, uh, the strongest will win, and we had the ice age, you remember the ice age? And we're still here, that means somehow we manage the nature and also people. Some people, they are really relaxed, and some people getting very nervous. I'm not sure if you're relaxed or maybe you are super nervous. But the whole topic became speed. In the year 1988, Jameson Hansen, he wrote an article in the Newsweek in, in America. He said, we're living in a greenhouse. The CO2 pollution actually, that means if we're living in a greenhouse, after a while, we will kill ourselves. actually. Then Al Gore, in the year 2006, he said, you know, you know, you know in, inconvenience, true, sorry, um, he said, now the world is burning. So all those things from the new place became a speed. And now in our days, every day it's in the news. The world comes to end. It's very tragic, all those things. And I'm not sure what you're thinking about and what is our position or what could be our position as the body of Christ. But there is also another statistic actually, and maybe it will be surprise you, that the NASA, they made a study that came out, the world is 5% greener than 20 years ago. Can you imagine? And the reason is that because of the pollution, the CO2 actually, the leaves that is sinking this in, and the trees are starting to grow and it's getting greener. And because it's getting greener, the trees has the effect, it makes colds down the earth. There's a lot of statistic pro and con actually in this uh, very, very hot topic. So the difference, to, uh, the difference attitudes towards the climate change, there are four ways how you can react actually. You can be very frustrated. A lot of people say, I don't get it. We have to do something. We have to say something. We are the last generation. There's no big future. They're really, really frustrated. Another people that say, oh, we are indifferent. That means, ah, oh, we are relaxed because it's not my topics. I don't care. As long as I live, what happens after me, I don't care. There's a lot of people that will say, but, but the evolution theory, that means we will survive somehow. It's always that the word, um, the, the survival of the fittest that will say it's not a big deal. Then there are people that are absorbed. I mean, you know, um, in China, 1.4 billion people are living in India, 1.4 billion people living there. And I was there because I can travel around the world. And I've seen, it's, it's like in the Western community will say, but everyone has food. Everyone can go to the grocery store, but when you going to India, for example, There's a lot of people, that are starving, and they do not have food, and if they have a bowl of rice for six people, they are super happy. That means, in the end of the day, what I believe, if we want to change the climate, we have to change poverty as first. Because you cannot change the climate, and a lot of people, they're starving, and they do not have anything to, to eat, actually. And going green, for example, I I think going green is a good thing actually, but sometimes we just paint McDonald's to green, and everything. oh my gosh, now the food is healthy. You can paint a lot of things, you say, oh, I drive electric car. Where do you get the battery? Ah, from Argentina. Ah, what's about the lithium? And all those things, I think going green is, is good, But there's also a flip side. I tell you what is the flip side. In I was in Sri Lanka and I spoke with the people. I've never seen a poverty like this, sixty to eighty percent inflation in one year. And I said, What happens? And you can Google that actually. They said, like a year ago, the government made the decisions to banned all the fertilizer from China. So the farmer, the farmers, that's their job, they said, if you do this. We're not able to supply all the people the food. And the, the government was not listening. They banned the fertilizer from China. And when the harvest came, they had only half of, of, of the production like a year ago. And people started to starve. And inflation took place. And people said, we did actually the, the wrong thing. And I want to say to you right now, it's a very complex topic. It's not like going green is yes or wrong. You have to understand the world is so connected and it's not easy actually to handle that. But we as a Christian, that's the fourth step, we are hopeful. Do you know why you're hopeful? When the world is saying it's, get, it's getting really worse, we'll say, yes, it's getting worse. That's true, I totally agree because the Bible says, God will make a new heaven and a new earth. He will renew all the things. That means yes, you are right, the world comes to an end if you really read the book of Revelation. And we Christians will say, we are not nervous because we are waiting for the Messiah, for Jesus Christ to come back to redeem us, restore us and bring us home to heaven. This is the hope that we Christians have. That's the hope. Now listen, I don't say, I don't say. Listen to me carefully. I don't say we should do something for the earth. I will, I will speak a little later about that topic. But this is just the fact that we have. I want to have three points. I want to start. Point number one: the climate crisis came into being through the fall of man. If people say the climate change comes human being, I'm agree. But it happens in the beginning of the Bible. Adam and Eve, they were in the Garden of Eden. There were no sickness, no death, no unjustness. Everything was perfect. The animals was in a harmony with people. People were in harmony with God. Everything was in a harmony. But when Adam and Eve sinned, the whole challenge and problem started actually. In Romans chapter 8, verse 22 to 23. And I like when Paul is saying, we know. We often, often my mom said, you know, Leo. If I say you know, you will say, ah oh, yeah, pass that's a no-brainer. But I wanna read you the no-brainer. Are you ready for the no-brainer? But we know that the whole creation has been growing as in pains of the childbirth right of the present time. Not only so, but our, ourselves, we too, not only the nature. We have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adopting to the sonship the redemption of our bodies. The Bible says not only nature needs redemption, even myself, Leo Bicker, I need redemption too because I'm almost perfect. No, I'm not. I'm not perfect. I need redemption too. You need redemption too. That means everyone is waiting eagerly to meet the Lords of the Lords and the King, and the King, his name is Jesus Christ. So what will happen actually the Bible says clearly God will create a new heaven and a new earth Now people will ask yourself, will God renew this earth There could be maybe one idea Maybe heaven comes down from heaven like we pray father in heaven comes down and God creates a new earth Or it can be that God destroys everything and makes a restart I have studied theology and there's so many options opportunities how this can happen, but for me the most important thing is that Jesus Christ is still in the lead Is the Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end of the first and the last word God has not lost and God will not lose the control over every single topic in our life. So it gets worse I said it already in the Revelation chapter 6 and verse 8 to 9 and you can read about the last days of this earth the fourth angel put out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was allowed to search people with fire. They were searched by the intensive heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had control over this plague, but they refused to repent and glorify him. Now you have to understand it get worse. The curse is not something what God does. When God blesses you, that means God puts his hands upon, above you. The protection of God is upon you. In the Old Testament, people always pray, God protect us from the sickness, from the viruses. And when God says, no, I will to protect you, God will say, I withdraw myself and I leave you just whatever happens. And God will say, to a certain degree, we made some decisions and I let happen whatever it will happen. This is the whole idea behind it there. So what is my position as Leo, as a Christian? In Genesis chapter one, verse 28, and I wanna speak about our job, what we have to do here on earth, what I believe. God blessed them, Adam and Eve, male and female, and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subcute, Kabash and rule Radha over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. When you hear the word, um, actually uh, you will rule and also subdued. That means actually in the, in, the, in the original, subdued means actually you take care like a gardener. If you have a garden, you, you make your garden more beautiful than it was. That means we make our women more beautiful than before we married. That means we everything what God gives, we take it like a gardener and God will say, oh my gosh, you did a super job. That's the main idea. And rule radar means you protecting like a shepherd protects all the sheep. And God is saying, this is your garden. This is your home. Don't take anything for granted. Make something out of it. And it's really so crucial how we treat creation of God. Even though if you know, God is doing something uh, new. So I play golf once a week because I'm very good actually, and now I'm okay. So here's a picture of playing golf. When you play golf and you hit the ball, you hit out a piece of grass. This is normal. A good player is also like a devote, like bash, a devote. If you're not a good player, you will not damage the, the green actually. So, but there's a devote. And there's one rule when you're playing golf. If you make a devote, you take the piece of grass, sometimes you have to walk 10 meters, You pick up the grass, you going back and you put this divot into the ground and you put the foot like this and you say, from now in one week it will be recovered. Because this golf course doesn't belong to me alone, it belongs to you and you and you. That means if you're playing one week later, you want to play on a perfect green. This is the idea how we handle actually this planet Earth. Respectful, we, we do whatever we can do actually, in our world. Have you ever seen on social media the picture? And, and I understand what those people want to say. There is a, a, a horse, a dog, a bird, and he is a complete idiot. And the um, idea is actually, of course, what a lot of people will say, we, have, we are too many people. It's too crowded. And your footprint, it's, it's, it's too big, actually. And we don't, we have too many people. That means you should live neutral that your life has no effect of anything. But I understand what you're saying about plastic and all those things. But we are the creation of God. And God puts us here on earth to enjoy everything what God has given here on earth. Uh, David Grabber, I'm not even sure if you meant, uh, spelled that name like this. He wrote in the year 1989 in the LA Times, and this is very crucial how people think in our days. I know that social scientists remind me that people are a part of the nature, but it isn't true. Somewhere along the line, about a billion years ago, maybe half that, we quit to contract, became a cancer. We have become a plague upon ourselves and upon the earth. It is uncommonly unlikely that the development world will choose to end its origin of fossil energy consumption and the third world is subs- suicidal, suicidal consumption of the landscape. Glad you can read it here. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So until such time as the Homo sapiens should decide to rejoin the nature some of us can only hope. Now it comes the sentence for the right of virus to come along. With other words, they're saying we are too much. They're saying animals are better than people. It's too crowded and the footprint of carbon. Have you ever heard about the footprint of carbon? If you're flying, that's the footprint of carbon. If you drive the car, footprint of carbon. And this is a very dangerous idea in my point of view, because we are the creation. God formed us and we should enjoy everything what God has given, but we should treat the earth, the nature, with with the respect like a golf course. So why do we have this challenge? And I believe the key word is found in Luke uh, chapter 12, verse 15. Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. I think the reason of everything is our greed heart. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions, and I think the reason why we do not treat Earth and the nature with respect is we have a greedy heart. And greed is something that everyone has to fight against it. And there's some reason what greed leads to. Greed leads always to poor treatment of God animals. And I'm a farmer boy, I know what I'm talking about. Don't, don't, be, don't think I'm just a pastor, my, my whole family coming from a farmer background. And I know how to treat animals and the land and everything. And sometimes in some nations, we treat animals respectless. We feed them with things. It's not healthy. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 10, the righteous care for the needs of their animals, but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. And another thing is the poor management of land. Land is also a big resource from God Almighty, the land. Can you put the next slide? The land, in Exodus chapter 23, verse 11, the Bible says, check out the God is saying, but during the seventh years, let the land lie uploaded and unused. The land needs a Sabbath too. If you reproduce every year of new, land, you will kill the land. And this is what we're doing all the time just to feed people around the world. Then the poor management of our resources, Plastic, it's a huge issue. Uh, I was in Bali, the the beach is full of plastic every single day. It's like a never ending story. The food waste is another big story. We buy too much food, we cannot eat everything and we kick the food away. This is like crazy. And the whole clothes industry actually, it's a huge topic around the world. And there's also poor, poor treatment of the nature. I think it's very important that we do everything what we can to reduce the CO2 carb actually in our nature. So there is a statistic and I was shocked when I read it. They are saying 99% of all the things what you're buying right now, you will not use in six months. That means we're buying so many stuff and we do not use it in six months anymore. And I think we as a Christian, I wanna challenge you, even though if I believe God will create a new heaven and earth, we should do everything to protect this beautiful nature of God. So now I wanna go into another point. We're living now in a culture where the mindset of these people has dramatically changed over the last couple of months. And all this topic has to become to idol, almost to a God, almost to an agenda. And if you do something like this wrong, there will be a cancel culture. People point their finger on you and all of a sudden you say, oh my gosh, how can I handle in this situation? My title is Good Friday for Future and not Friday for Future. I believe in the cross and not first of all in the climate. This is Good Friday for Future instead of Friday for Future. Can you give for this a big hand? I like this title. I like it. So, so how, how can I handle this? Now you have to understand what I wanna talk about, creation. So this is creation in seven days. The first day, God created day and night. The second day, the ferment. The third day, land and the plant on the world. Then on the fourth day, sun, moon, and the stars. And this is nature. The first four days, God created the nature. Nature in a beautiful, godly way. The next day, God created animals of the water and the air. And in the sixth days, the land, animals, and also human beings. The difference between human beings and animals and, and all the nature is nature and animals are have only a soul. Your dog has not a spirit. Your dog is only a soul. But only human beings have a spirit. And God formed and created human beings in the image of God. They have a spirit, and we can connect with God Almighty. In the seventh day, God rested he chilled the rabbit sabbath and God looked back and said oh my gosh what an amazing job god was so excited he said oh my gosh i'm good this is flipping awesome come on this is wow how in the world but this is awesome do you know that god was excited cuz i he was so excited about creation so what I'm doing in the Sabbath when I ask people, what are you doing when you have a day off? These people say, I'm going snowboarding, okay? I'm going shopping, okay? I'm going jogging, okay? But the Sabbath actually means there's a day of rest. You put your smartphone into a Sabbath box for 24 hours. A goodbye, it's Sabbath. I don't need you anymore. The world is going on anyhow. When Jesus will come back, I will, I will recognize it. So on the Sabbath, you know what you're doing? In Mark chapter 7, verse 21 and 23, I reflect my life. I sit down and ask the question, how was this week? Because I tell you why you have to reflect your life. My wife, once she was uh, on, 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 a, on a retreat for pastors and I, I, I took care for the kids. It was always a beautiful week. I went with my kids to Ikea for food and McDonald's for food. I never cooked. So... Um, So I I locked locked all the, the rooms that I say, I do not want to clean the rooms because when my wife comes back, oh, everything is fine. So after seven days, so I checked the rooms and I was surprised in a negative way. Dust came down and everything was dusty. And I had to clean the rooms even if I didn't use it. That means even if you do nothing, there is always dust falling down in your soul and your heart. And I do a check Mark 7, 21 to 23, I ask myself the question. For it's within, out of our person's heart, the evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, thief, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, loveless, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All this evil comes from the inside and we feel a person. And I will reflect my life on the seventh day because I want to be on fire for God and I want to be really living a holy lifestyle if possible. So you know what the world is doing actually, you have to understand the time of the age we're living in, what the devil is doing, the devil takes the creation of God and he flips it, always. Sexuality, it's God's idea, the world takes it and also it's a topic of the world. For example, music, it's idea of God, it's for the church, so the world took it, now it's a topic of the world. What's about creation? If you do not believe in God, you will say, Pastor Leo, wow, uh, it's not what I believe. And what the devil is doing, and the world is doing right now, he turns creation around. And all of a sudden, the most important things in our age is the nature. The footprint of carbon. They will say, but the footprint of carbon, how you treat the nature. Hey, keep the nature, leave, go away. We don't want to have you. So it means the nature, day, night, the formation, the land that plant and the sun and monster becomes actually a huge topic in our days. And check out what happens, even though the animals sometimes have a big, bigger level and status than human beings. And then in the end, when it comes about human humans, we have created a very funny law. And I want to open our topic, which I never speak about, it, abortion. If you have aborted a child, I will not blame you. There's always a story. There's always a reason, and I do not know your reason and your story. I want to have a big respect, there's always a new start. But you know, it's not an easy way when you abort a child. But in our days, the people say, it's, it's my body, it's my choice. And God is here and say, What in the world are you doing? I want to speak about the challenge which I see from the Bible. In the beginning, God is saying God created male and female for a marriage, and sexuality is like in a marriage. And God is saying, If you have sex in this beautiful border, then nothing can happen. If you have a baby, it's a baby in your family. But in our days, you say, Oh no, sex is not, not only for marriage, you can have sex wherever you want, whoever you want, and all of a sudden, People have sex a night, one night stand, whatever, and they get pregnant, and all of a sudden you say, I don't want to have this baby with this dude. I understand you. But from the viewpoint, view, point of view from God, God is saying, but I told you, there is a marriage. Marriage is also protection in everything what we do. And what I do not understand, how we handle abortion in a such a degree, which I think you just, Changed the game of God. So the question is, when is a baby a baby in the body? So the heart starts to beat after four weeks, after 13 years, the heart is complete, complete. And the question is in our days, uh, when does a baby have a feeling? Like in after 12 weeks, after 24 weeks, and there's not, all the doctors, it's not, they're not agree about when is this really a baby or a human being. So I wanna show you a picture when you do abortion after around um, 14, 15 weeks, this is how it looks like. And when I hear this as a pastor, that's my viewpoint. Maybe you not agree, it's okay. I do not have a problem. But how we treat those things in our days, it's so weird for me. You cannot, you cannot fix sin with sin. When God is saying sex belongs to the marriage, this is the a order, a re- regulation. And if you do not do this, we sin. And now because of sin, we make it even worse. And we wanna fix sin with sin, and it doesn't work, and I do not wanna blame anyone. But this is happens, we treat the nature higher than abortion. The animals higher than abortion. And then, you know how it ends? The Sabbath and God has no meaning anymore. In our days, you know what people say? There is no judgment. There is no hell. I say, how do you know? I know it, God is love. And God will accept everyone into heaven. And I say, have you ever read the Bible? No. How do you know? I know. But if you read the Bible, the Bible is so clear. There is a judgment day for every single human being, even for me, and I'm glad for that. And I'll tell you why. There's a lot of injustice going around this world, right? And God is saying every politician and every nation and every human being will stand in front of the presence of God and God will judge and God will ask you the question, do you have received Jesus Christ, yes or no? This is your entrance tickets into heaven. You know what the devil is doing? He just flips it around. And what is not so important for God, the nature, the animals are not so important for god i know a lot of people you love your dog nothing against your dog but your dog is not like a human being and the most important thing is the human being and the relationship of god and my job as a believer pastor flip this around in a culture where people do not believe in god anymore make the most important thing still the most important thing in your life and i do not say and i do not say nature is important take care like a golf course so i want to read your bible verse in romans chapter 1 verse 25 they exchanged the truth about god for a lie and they worshiped and served the created things rather than the creator and this is happens in our day. If you do not believe in God anymore, you think the world is my future. That's my home, I'm the last generation. I understand it's important that you stand, take a stand for the nature, for the animals. Yes, I agree, but make the most important thing the most important thing. I wanna close with a statement. And my statement is, we are not the last generation, but as the people of God, we belong to the lasting generation. This is really what I really do believe. We belong to the lasting generation. We are blessed in an eternity with God Almighty and I close with a Bible verse in 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 10. And this, the judgment, is true about those who keep on wanting to please their own bodies in a sinful desires and those will not obey the laws. They want to please themselves and are not afraid of when they laugh and say bad things about the powers in heaven. And dear friends, I know a lot of people you don't like to hear it, but there is a hell. And hell has not changed. Hell is a place where you make a decision, I do not want to be together with God. And God will respect your decision. And when I hear all those things what's going on about the gender, I cannot be silent anymore because the people have crossed the line. I do not have a problem, I have a lot of friends. I have friends that are homosexual. I have never judged them. I have never put my finger on them. I have close relationship. But you have to stand the time of age they're crossing right now a line, going further and further away from the truth of God. And the same thing when it comes about the climate change. They put the focus away from God. That nature becomes God, ideology my God is my God, and I want to ask you the question Do you know when you're dying that you belong to God? Do you know for sure I am saved? I want to ask you to stand up for a moment, live on the migrant churches. And can you close your eyes for a moment? And I would love to invite you right now. Maybe you're here, you say, I want to hand over my life to Jesus Christ. I've never given my life to Jesus. Or maybe you're back backstage Christian and you're not sure if I'm dying tonight, I'm not sure if I will be together with God. And I wanna give you right now the opportunity to make Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can say, God, I made this decision here on earth. And all the eyes are closed. I will pray a sentence and you can pray this sentence wherever you are. Say, dear Jesus, Thank you so much for my unique life. I have sinned and I have failed. I have disappointed so many people and even though myself. I really need your forgiveness. I will receive your forgiveness. And I will make you as my Lord and my Savior. Please lead me and guide me. Bless me and protect me. I want to be yours forever. Hey, thanks for watching.